inspiring interviews with today's top landlords. This is the Rental Income Podcast. And now, Dan Lane. My guest on the podcast today graduated with over $200,000 in student loans. That's a huge monthly payment, and he couldn't exactly afford it, so he had to figure out another way to come up with the money every month. He came up with the idea that if he bought rental properties, his tenants could pay the mortgage on the rentals and pay for his student loans, and it's been working out for him great, so I want to hear his story and go over some of the numbers. Let's take a real quick break. We'll come back in 30 seconds and we'll meet Mike O'Dell from Oklahoma City. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Mike, you've got an incredible story. So you racked up $200,000 in student loans? Yes, I did. That is uh, incredible. I was a registered nurse, did that for years and decided to further myself. So I went to school to become a certified registered nurse anesthetist. Um, it's a very expensive endeavor uh, a lot of times. And you can't work while you're doing it. It's uh, it's a 28 month master's degree program. Um, I put about 70 hours a week into practicing anesthesia, studying anesthesia, and writing papers. And I also had a family, so I didn't work. And we had a baby, and so and I was gone a lot, kind of like a long haul trucker. So my wife was at home too. Uh, so I had to finance a couple of years of life with student loans. And when you went into school, did you know that it was going to add up that quickly or did it just kind of sneak up on you? You know, I, I was told that we were going to, that I was going to be making so much money. And when you're, when you're told about the salary, um, once you get out of anesthesia school, it just sounds incredible. Uh, and, and it is good money, but it's, you get this pie in the sky feeling of I'm going to be rich. So right. I don't care how much debt it takes me to get into this. Uh, I'm just going to go for it. And I actually also had over 100000 in my 401k uh, that I had scraped up as an RN uh, at 30 years old, and I cashed that in too. Okay. So I wow. cashed out my retirement, and I went in the hole. You know, I, just, I went all in to do this. Wow. Okay, so you get out of school. You've got $200,000 in, in debt hanging over you. What's the monthly payment on that? Uh, the federal government set my interest rate for, well, they set their own interest rate at 0% back then in 2011, but they set mine at 8%. Uh, so on a 10 year standard repayment, the payments were about 2,500 and wow. 1,300 of that was interest. Uh, uh, th- every thir- month. 1,300 was interest? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you, you came up with a plan that you weren't going to pay this back out of your salary because, I mean, that would obviously be a, a pretty big chunk out of your paycheck every month. So you, you got the idea that you were going to buy rental properties and and make the payment with your cash flow? Yeah, I decided to solve my debt problem by going into some more debt. <laughs> right. uh, at, the, at the point, you know, it didn't really matter yeah, at that point. Right. You know, so far underneath. Uh, so I, I always wanted to do this. Uh, I had... Uh, men, I, I don't know, maybe a mentor, uh, but my, my mother's good friend was a realtor and she had a lot of rental properties and she led me around and showed me some places. And, uh, when I was a kid, 
when I was 18 years old. Man, I just was chomping at the bit then. So yeah. now I'm finally old enough and I'm making money and I've got great credit. Uh, I don't have a net worth, but the banker was able to look past that once right. we kind of got things going. Um, so I had the drive for it and uh, I decided, yeah, I'll, let's get some. And in looking at the money, the, the return on investment, the thing for me, I needed the highest return on investment I could get. So I started looking at the really low income part of town. Um, and in Oklahoma City, that's the east side. And that's where you can buy a three bedroom, one bath house for around $30,000. Okay. And is, is it in a really rough neighborhood? It's a little bumpy. Okay. Um, okay. The, the first house I bought, uh, once we got the power restored to it, uh, I realized that there were a lot of bullet holes in it. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I looked, I Googled it after I bought the place and uh, didn't see anything about a horrible crime. Um, just must have been some regular weeknight. The place had been empty for a while. And uh, unbeknownst to me, the wiring had been stolen out of it. I saw a circuit breaker and I saw lights and light switches. And so I just assumed that those two things would work once we got the power up. But uh, got to rewire that bad boy. Now, um, one of the things when you go to a bank to get financing, one of the things that the bankers are going to look for is your debt to income ratio. And with having those student loans, was it difficult to get approved for more mortgages? Not really. Um, I um, I started going to real estate investor meetings, local ones. Um, I... You know, everybody's really approachable in the mm-hmm. landlord market that yeah. I've ever met. They've been totally. way more helpful than I thought they would be. And I, I'm the same way. Uh, when people get in touch with me, I, I'm happy to, you know, hey, I know a plumber. I know an electrician. Yeah. Uh, try doing this. Watch out for that. So I ended up uh, just kind of buddying up with a guy who happened to own 100 houses. And he gave me his banker's phone number. And I called her up. And she's like, you know Stephen? And, uh, you know, that was my foot in the door. And... Okay. Um, I so just went from there. Did you need just a traditional twenty percent down payment to get into the loan? Well, I uh, I borrowed money from family to get this started. Okay. So I used that to buy a couple of properties, got them fixed, got them rented, and then brought these properties to the bank. Hey, I've got a couple houses, so the I used those as collateral. Okay. And the banker looked at that. They they got a appraisal, and uh, they gave me I think a seventy percent loan to value on them and as a commercial loan. I formed an LLC, put them in an LLC, and um, so they gave me seventy percent loan to value with a very generous generous appraisal, and then they just gave me cash. Okay, so I could be a cash buyer. All right, let's take a, a just a little step back here. So you go to your family and you said, "Listen, I'm I'm in all this debt. I've got this big student loan payment. Can you loan me some money so I can get into some more debt and buy properties?" Like how, how did that conversation go? Like did your family <laughs> think you were crazy? Or They know I'm crazy. <laughs> uh but I'm crazy in a way that I make things happen that most people don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when I'm when I get hold of something, I don't let go of it. Uh, I had read books. I had been studying the 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 market. Um, I knew what I wanted to do, and I actually didn't ask family first. I went was trying to go through a connection that I had through family uh, to get some money out of some people that had some big pockets, 
and uh, it was my mother just took out a home equity line of credit and gave me the cash for it. Okay. It really surprised me. And I, yeah. I took the money with a, I had a lot of trepidation. There was a lot of stress about taking that money. Sure. Um, you know, I knew my mother could afford it if I failed, but oh man, I didn't want that to happen. Yeah, so right. there was a ton of pressure with that. Um, but so that's did, how I got it started. Did she give you the money to buy the property in cash or was it, yep. a, okay. So you, you bought the property. So you bought a couple of properties in cash with that yep. down payment or with that loan. And then once you had the properties free and clear, then you went to the bank and you took out a mortgage and then were you able to get all the money back that your mother had lent you? Mm, pretty close. Okay. Okay. So then when you got the money back, did you pay your mother off or did you use that to buy more properties? Bought more houses. Okay. Awesome. And then how many did you end up with? I ended up with six here in Oklahoma okay. City. Okay. And that, and uh, I compared it to like a copy of a copy, you know, that loan to value at 70% it degraded over time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of tapped that out after a, a couple of uh, revolutions. Okay. Now, so you've got these properties now. And y- so y- do you have any of your own money in these properties or like right now are they essentially 100% financed? Um, they're essentially 100% financed. I now have them all under one note. Okay. Um, I have six houses under one commercial loan. I think it, uh, it's for $160,000 for six houses. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and so the note payment on that's 1400 a month. And my rent income per house on average is about $700. Okay. So, um, you know, I got insurance and property taxes, which aren't very high in that part of town and maintenance and repairs, which are, which are fairly heavy because these are, um, these are older worn out houses. Right. So yeah, so they're in rougher neighborhoods. They, they're older houses. So do, do you spend a lot on maintenance to keep the properties up and running? I probably put about 15% of my income a year okay. into maintenance. Okay. Um, I try and keep them nice relatively nice okay you know we 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 cocked in all the bullet holes and stuff coming up on the rental income podcast we'll get into some more details on exactly how mike was able to make this work and we'll also find out how he was able to get part of his student loan forgiven we'll get into that here in just a second but first i want to thank our sponsor today it's rentler if you're a do-it-yourself landlord and you're looking for some tools and some help in helping you self-manage your rental properties. You should really check out Rentler. They have everything you could possibly need as a do-it-yourself landlord, from all the forms you need, from leases to online applications. They can do tenant screening for you, and they can also accept online payments, whether the tenant wants to pay through their checking account or if they want to charge the rent on a credit card. Rentler can make all that happen for you. They have a special offer today just for our listeners. If you go to tryrentler.com slash all 50, you can download a report with the fair housing laws for all 50 states. And it's really important to get familiar with the local laws for your state. So you should definitely go ahead and check that out. Go to tryrentler, that's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com slash all 50 to download that free report. And while you're there, check out Rentler. They really are a great service 
and they have some tools that can really help you out as a do-it-yourself landlord. All right, let's get back to the show. So, Mike, tell me how you were able to get rid of some of your student loan debt. So when you when you graduate um, and you've got a bunch of federal loans, they give you six months before you enter repayment. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that my income was going to be higher than it was. It was decent, but taxes take their toll. And uh, having kids and stuff really, really eats into that. So um, when I called my student loan provider, I said, look, I can't make these payments. Uh, and, and a physician friend of mine, I, I, I was like, how do you do your student loans? He's like, dude, I just I just told them uh, I can't afford it all. And they were like, well, what can you afford? So I, that, that, and, and he was being kind of nonchalant about it. So that's what I did. I was like, look, you know, I can afford like five, 600 a month, but this 2,500, that's a lot. And the guy on the other end of the line asked me how much I made. And I told him, and he was like, and you're trying to scoff at me and tell me you can't pay that. That's the, you got to pay this, you know, mm-hmm. we got you. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, well, what are my options? And he's like, well, you can go into forbearance. And that was the only option he presented me with, which there's some lawsuits about that now, because that's not true. Uh, mm-hmm. forbearance, they will forgive your loan. They will, you can not make payments on your loan for up to 12 months and interest still accrues. And so 8% interest on about 200 grand, that was, uh, that was 1300 a month. And so he told me that, you know, if you go into forbearance, then it's going to cost you, uh, I don't forget the exact figure, somewhere in the neighborhood of $18,000 mm-hmm. in interest. And I said, I don't care. Might as well make it 20. This is so much money. It, it doesn't even matter. Uh, I've got to think of something and I've got a year to come up with the idea. So um, put me in forbearance. So they did that. I got the loans off my back for a year. Of course, only growing bigger. Right. Uh, and in the interim, I started buying houses uh, to offset that. And I also discovered that there are income-based repayment options. Um, they They take your adjusted gross income, and then they do a calculation based on the poverty line and for a family your size. And so they take the poverty level, subtract your adjusted gross income, the remainder of that, uh, they take 10% of that, and that's your disposable income, and that's how much your payment is. So I got the payments reduced to below $600 a month, which actually puts me about $700 a month below the interest that's accruing on these loans. Okay. However... Uh, the golden lining to that is that I happen to work for a hospital that is uh, state-owned. And so if you have student loans and you have a 403B retirement plan, not a 401K, then you probably qualify. Or a government retirement plan like a 457. If that's a benefit of your job, then this is seriously worth looking into. Uh, I qualify for public service loan forgiveness, which is where if you make your income-based payments if you once you do 120 on-time payments uh 10 years worth of payments then your loans are discharged free of taxes outright at the end of uh 10 years of payments so that's what i have kind of uh put together so big picture so everyone kind of understands how the money's flowing here so you've got six properties that you're making 700 dollars a month on that money yeah. comes in, you pay your mortgage, you pay your taxes, you pay your insurance, any repairs that might come up, and then whatever is left over is going to making your student loan payments. And 
so you're not having to actually put in any of your own money. Your tenants are basically paying for your student loans. And then after 10 years of this, the government is going to just forgive whatever is left on your student loans. Right. Right. And actually, my tenants are the government because most of my houses are rented Section 8. So I take money from the Section 8 program, which is a federal program, and I use that to pay the federal government back on my student loans. <laughs> That's really incredible. It's wow. Poetry. <laughs> yeah, it is. So now, in, in how many years into this repayment program are you right now? I am four years in. Okay. Uh, so I have six years to go. Okay, and now and, after oh, you pay the student loans uh, out of the the rent checks, uh, is there any cash flow left over, or uh, is there any other profit, or is this kind of coming out at a, at a break even for you? Everything goes back into the properties. Okay, uh, I'm trying to pay that down. I've, I've paid off some some family loans, and and I'm I'm trying to. I don't want to go into any further debt on yeah. real estate. So I'm trying to keep a little bit of a cushion and keep my properties maintained. And I don't really take anything for myself out okay. of it. Um, but, you know, it's like, I, I think that's totally fine. I mean, because you, you look at these, the purposes, the, the purpose of this, these houses are to pay your student loans. So, yeah. and I, I think that's, that's working out great for you. Um, so you, you you're going to have a, a free education when this is all said and done. And then in another six years, the, the loans are going to be gone and that's going to be $600 a month cash flow that you can do whatever you want with at that point. Exactly. And, and it's a free education, uh, major in anesthesia and a minor in real estate, <laughs> right. uh, you know, making a lot of connections with this. And, uh, I'd really like to take it further than it is right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But where I am is not too bad. Totally. Yeah. You're, I think you're in a great spot. Now, the other thing that you've done that I think is pretty cool is you've documented everything that you've done as you've set up this whole system to pay off your student loans. Uh, yeah, I decided to write a book about it. Um, I wrote a book called Landlord Away Your Student Loan Debt. I wrote it over the course of several months. Uh, just the, the plan that I went through. It's a uh, it's a concise book. You can probably read it in about four hours. Uh, I didn't try and fill it with lots of fluff to make it 300 pages or anything like that. It's just to the point. If anyone wants to check it out, you can find it on Amazon, and I'll go ahead and put a link to it on the website. You can find it at rentalincomepodcast.com slash episode 171. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate your time, and thank you for listening. We've got new episodes every single Tuesday. My name is Dan Lane, and this has been the Rental Income Podcast. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year 
for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. I've put a lot of time, effort, and money into building my rental portfolio. It's something I'm very proud of, something I want to protect, and something I want to keep in my family for a long time. That's why I put together an estate plan. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage your own custom estate plan starting at just $199. Just go to trustandwill.com slash RIP and you'll get 10% off plus free document shipping. I thought about doing a will for a long time, but I thought it was going to be very complicated, confusing, and expensive, and I just kept putting it off. Luckily, I found Trust and Will, and the whole process could not have been easier. My wife and I sat down one Saturday morning over a cup of coffee. We went to trustandwill.com. They walked us through a series of questions, and at the end, we got our own state-specific and customized will for our needs. Trust and Will has made estate planning easy and accessible for everybody. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash RIP. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash RIP. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 